Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to the Stylogram podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to know about trends, fashion faux pas, and what works and what doesn't. Let's get the ball rolling with our guest today who has dressed many a Bollywood celebrities in her jewelry. Nitya Arora is the founder and brainchild behind the popular jewelry brand Valia. Let's get cracking and hear her success story. Hi Nitya, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. We're so excited to start this interview. So Nitya, tell us how did you get into this? I was 18 and I always knew that I wanted to do something related to design. I've always been in very interested in the arts and design and from literally like the bed linen at home to the cutlery to um you know my outfits uh, as when i was young and my mother's i would pick everything like my mom was scared to go uh linen shopping for the house without me wow even when i was like 6 or 7 years old it just came so naturally to you yeah was I would, there any influence from home my grandmother i think that it's um it's my in my in my genes and i think it's a lot to do with my grandmother because she is by far like the most stylish woman i've ever you know come across even back in the day like she was um i think it was it, it was more her personality and yeah. um the way she dressed everything was just so um she was so cool and she she was so ahead of the times i look back at all her pictures um and uh i'm always like you know blown away at wow. her sense of style and i i own a lot i mean i've inherited a lot of her clothes okay um and i mean i've never seen such beautiful clothes and so, i travel a lot and i and i see i, I so see so that's where of, you kind of like learned about like finer things of life i guess i guess i just absorbed you know yeah. as i was growing up and uh it's kind of like in um like in the genes i guess yeah. so then what made you go into jewelry so then when i was always really ambitious okay um, i would always look up to uh britney spears and like all these young pop icons and be like oh my god they're so young and like they're so accomplished and successful and i want to be like that so i always i always knew i wanted to start young and like be the first to doing everything yeah So my first uh, internship was actually with um Ashisha who's uh, who's an interior uh, designer very famous interior yeah. designer now. Um so yeah and it started from then I So you decided to get into making homes. I wanted my first choice was architecture. Okay. And um it did just, you study it? No, I did not. I couldn't study it because I went to apply to um uh, to college in uh, in in Bombay and they said that you need math for your yeah, 12th yeah, grade yeah. and I went to um cathedral for my ISC so I chose fine art as yeah. my well. I mean I didn't know then what I wanted to do and I didn't think, you know, um that would really affect anything my choices later. Um yeah so I was like I'm not going to repeat a whole year of school there's no way I, I just couldn't like do the whole uh, you know the whole academic um, year again the whole like discipline yeah so know, then you decided thing. to join Ashisha without studying it yeah so I I joined Ashisha I was in college I went to college after that um it was like uh, I worked with him for a few months then um 
I decided to do because uh, architecture didn't work out I was like okay I'm just going to take a gap year and then I'm going to go abroad to study and uh, I just landed up doing BMM bachelor's in mass media because all my friends were doing it and it was like the most creative like cool thing to do then yeah and at the same time I was working in fashion um I worked with uh, Kunal Rawal as graphic designer I did like a uh i worked with this uh, jewelry designer as well in the middle and um yeah and then when i finished college when i graduated from jai hind in 2008 i quit my job and um i applied to parson school of design and i st- i started valia wow so how important do you think it is to study it i think i did not study jewelry at all You I, didn't. No. What did you study at Parsons? I studied apparel design. I'm a major in fashion design. Oh, really? Clothing. Yes, I'm a major. So then you've not yet answered my question, which is how did you get into jewelry? I was just so after I quit my job, I was uh, with Kunal and um, you know, I was just bored and applying. So I was like, let me make a jewelry line to just like, you know, channelize and direct all my creative juices somewhere. And um I took it to Bombay Electric. It was like the first of its kind concept store in the country and I was obsessed with that store. So uh I took it to Priya Kishore and she loved it and they started retailing it like instantly. Um and we were selling out really quickly so I had to make oh. I had to make more pieces. It's awesome. Um, the month after that it was in the Vogue magazine. Vogue magazine had just also come into India. Yeah, so it was in the Vogue and then the Grazia and then you know other stores started coming to me saying so it's just like you got it. sucked into it without even putting that much thought into it. Uh I actually wanted to wear statement jewelry but I couldn't find it anywhere and wasn't yeah. really available and But no you know I it. feel like in 2008 is when you got into this, right? right? That was the time I feel like when you know jewelry especially really started coming in the forefront. Yeah. And then we had people like Vasundra and Rohita who did very indianized like statement jewelry. Mm-hmm. And I know your jewelry is not indianized at all. Mm-hmm. Your your jewelry is very like warrior princess, very strong, very you know like it's very cool and actually it's got a lot of architecture in it as well. Um I actually don't remember anyone doing a designer costume jewelry at all um in 2008. Really? Yeah. There was no Vasun, I don't think there was any Vasundra. Oh, okay. There was no Rohita. There was Malaga. Yeah, Malani Agarwal. Yeah. Um she she's my was, aunt. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so she's a really good friend's mom. And um she um so she was um she was doing Malaga and it was many bags and she was doing a little bit yeah. of jewelry with it and um yeah so there was not I, I don't remember, and there was Jan Jamini Aluwalia. Right, of course. From Bangalore age. Yeah. She was I think one of the first like you who started doing modern right you know pieces. so that's what i want to get at how did you get you know the inspiration or the influence to start this kind of jewelry because your jewelry has like sharp edges and it's it's extremely funky i think not all women can necessarily carry it off um it's extremely modern uh, mm-hmm. and i think it's really for strong women who have a personality of their own so how did you get into this particular design element Well, I don't know if you've seen the um, jewelry lately, but it's it has evolved a lot over the last nine years. Okay. 
and there's a huge like variety for like all different kinds of women we're doing a lot of minimal things we're doing a lot of um we're always doing geometrical art deco inspired jewelry we're doing like a little more floral we're doing a lot of temple inspired jewelry because the whole idea and the aesthetic of the brand since it's also very inspired by its roots and from where i come and it's called valian i'm punjabi and it's what does valian mean it means balia in punjabi oh so yeah. but that's va- balia yours is ba- valia balia is hindi and valia is punjabi oh okay yeah. i didn't know that that's pretty cool yeah and it was my first association with jewelry my first piece of jewelry was gifted to me by my grandmother and they called valia in punjabi yeah so um i'm very connected to my to my roots and i i'm obsessed with being like Indian and Punjabi and I and I I love you know where I come from and um that influences my work a lot so along with all the shop edge like it being edgy and in and warrior princess like it's also extremely cultural yeah um no that's definitely there in it for sure so i think that it's just for um it's got a very modern futuristic it's got a, uh, a retro futuristic vibe it's it's okay. modern but it's got very retro classical you know influences as well like you could say it's um like a star trek yeah. you know like so retro but so futuristic like yeah, so into the totally. future So what was your aha moment then Nitya when do you think you really like felt like I've made it because I know you've dressed a lot of celebrities and you've done a lot ton of fashion shows that do really well but was that your aha moment the first time I participated in Lakme India Fashion Week was in 2009 okay um it was around 6 months into um you know the the label and um everyone was just so stimulated by the brand and by what we were doing and what we were making we were doing extremely like crazy um exciting jewelry i remember that phase and um i remember that the first time in 2009 um anaita shroff adjania the uh, the fashion yeah. director of vogue she wore my uh piece to the um the finale show and wow. like she came to me she was like give me stuff to wear and i was so excited and that everyone else was so excited everyone was just you know going crazy and i was just like wow you know this is uh uh this is what i want to do but i left for parsons uh a few months after and then i but i, I really wanted to keep it afloat so i kept designing you know from yeah. there and when i came back on break so wait so you did parsons after deciding you wanted to do jewelry yeah so why did you study uh, clothing then i'm a designer i don't i don't think that i'm meant to design just one thing but do you feel like jewelry requires a certain technicality to it because i know i've bought jewelry before from people who might not understand it as well and then things break and they don't mm-hmm. fit right on the ear And do you think it's important to like really learn the science behind it because I'm sure there is a science. There is a science, but I think um it's a matter of interest. Uh you know, you can learn on the job as well. 
and through I mean when you're run when you're doing something firsthand that's the thing I always say about Valia as well that we're just not good looking we're intelligent like it's not just good looking design it's smart design because if you see a lot of jewelry labels out there that have come in the last um you know I would say 5 years you know for example they'll make uh jewelry without really putting too much thought behind the comfort of wearing it so and that's one thing i always tell my clients that you know we make big statement earrings and it looks really big but you got to try it on because they're so light they're easy can, to wear they're so easy to style they're easy to wear you can dance all night in them it's not like after an hour your ears are falling off and yeah. you want to like take them out and put them in your purse and then next time you want to wear them you're like oh my god but they're so heavy i don't know if i want to wear them yeah so we have like really big statement earrings but they're so light and so comfortable and so easy I to wear. I own a couple of them and I can vouch for that. <laughs> but how does it feel to have all the Bollywood actresses wearing your stuff? That's what um really was an aha moment for me when I was in New York and Purnia Qureshi was styling her first Bollywood movie with Sonam Kapoor um I called Aisha and Rhea was producing it and uh she called me one day and she was like you know I love your love your jewelry and I would want you to um you know make some stuff for the movie I want to come see I literally went with like a whole suitcase of jewelry to Rhea um Rhea's office and uh they all were like just going crazy digging into the suitcase and they were like can we just keep everything and Tanya Gavri was assisting uh Purnia and Rhea on the movie So yeah and they were like can we just keep the whole suitcase and I was like yeah sure wow, go ahead that must have been awesome so i just like literally left a suitcase of jewelry for them to use for the movie and um yeah it was pretty exciting and that's how like long i've been doing this you know when everyone was just starting out yeah. it was pernia's first styling job it was ria's first movie uh, as a producer um you know tanya gavri's first like styling yeah. uh, first stint as uh, you know a stylist assistant stylist that yeah. too and now like everyone's you know where they are today yeah so yeah it's so been... who would you say is your international kind of inspiration is there someone that you're trying to kind you know aspire to be like i obviously have my my favorites um in in fashion internationally but i don't think it's uh specifically in jewelry i love you know they griso gono uh they have beautiful jewelry it's all precious there's a lot of like vintage labels um that i love and um there's a lot of fashion labels in general like albert elba has made like beautiful jewelry for uh, lavan and I don't know it's it's all a mix you know my inspiration yeah. doesn't come from so is there I don't look up to just jewelry like for me I'm obsessed with Prada I'm obsessed with Alessandro Michele just Michelle. things with good design I guess Yeah I think good is design yeah. is that the niche that me. you're kind of subconsciously trying to create in the fashion industry as well just like a brand with good design That's exactly what I've always wanted to do and I'm striving to achieve um we just recently did a small collaboration with um an online uh, store um that's represented by um Pipasha and yeah. uh, 
um, Malaika, Aurora and Susan where we designed cushion covers and tote bags and uh, you know like some home products basically phone covers so my dream is to just design everything from a hairpin to a home so do you think competition bothers you then because um, there's a lot of it coming in and i feel like especially in india there's a lot of plagiarism and i know your pricing is not extremely high but it is still higher than a lot of the other co- competitors who come in i'm and i know that that quality is not as good as yours but how does that work for you then um competition's always good it keeps you on your toes it keeps you um you know on the ball and uh, on top of things and i am competitive as a as a person but so i i just take it as um uh, a compliment when someone's plagiarizing and and copying you um there is i mean earlier i used to get really bothered by it yeah but do you find it hard to then set yourself apart from the rest but that's that's exactly what um you know i mean by it keeps you on your toes means you you have to keep reinventing yourself yeah and you have to be keep doing bigger and better things because at the end of the day they're going to remain followers you yeah. know you're the creator and and you know you're setting the trend and they're just there to follow because that's all they know how to do and i just now treat it as charity like to the <laughs> You see it. <laughs> Charity to the poor. I'm just I'm just feeding them good design. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Never heard that one before. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? Feeding do? them good design? Yeah, feeding really? them good design. The poor things, they don't know how to come up with their own design. No, so in your in your line, do you think that the design you know what kind of makes you successful? Do you think it's just good design or do you think it's also very intelligent marketing? because i feel like you've done both honestly there are other people there are many other people who are way better at like pr marketing than no, i am you're pretty good i, I think bad. i i think i am just true to uh you know who i am what i am and i just do things that come naturally to me and i feel like if your product is good and you are original and you're true to your design you know you will um do well i don't and i mean there's also like a big issue in the country where fashion journalism is concerned i don't yeah. think that it's serious or enough and i don't i don't th- think i don't think people write about a lot of things that should be written about like for example plagiarism you know there are people who are um who copy like you know the biggest yeah, labels in the and, world and and like magazines will cover them and, and magazines will cover them they will endorse even award them, them. Yeah. they will award them Which they will endorse them they will and the best magazines yeah, in the country will really, do that really i've noticed that as well and and it's literally like uh you know i really feel like um uh for example just now someone at an uh, one of the singers at an awards function was like dissing the award saying oh you know it's all all rigged and it's like um so biased and a lot of really talented people don't get recognition and they don't get um you know what they deserve and i think that i mean 
Bollywood, which has been around and is like so evolved today than it was, is going through that. So fashion in India is like yeah, it's just, just not taken yeah. that seriously it's, enough, and I don't think it's still a very like systematic industry at all. It's very disorganized. It's very disorganized, and it's not like taken very seriously yet. I mean, even if you go to like um, you know fashion weeks and everything, when you have buyers coming, they the indian buyers they're not really buyers they're all consignees they should be yeah. called consignees because they 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 only want like to to uh, stock things on consignment right. and do you think that demonetization has also affected you or the industry of course it has yeah. of course i mean i think luxury items are the first ones to get hit right uh yeah i don't think only in terms of uh women coming and spending their cash i think even the manufacturing side mm. like so many our tailors our karigars are the jewelry makers the babus they're all you know it's a whole, it's a completely cash runs industry yeah. yeah it it runs on cash you need working capital every single day like they some of them charge daily wages you yeah. know they need to be paid cash and paid cash and a lot of the smaller like factories who do small job work they also run on cash yeah. like for example the cold plating plants they were um not buying gold because gold was being sold at such high prices during that period that they they were like we're sorry we're not taking any gold plating work because like the gold prices yeah. are too high and we can't like we don't want to pay so much for it legally they were not high but illegal like I know people were just mean, yeah. not selling yeah. so yeah there was a lot of uh, there's been a lot of chaos and confusion it's been hard i think for the designer industry yeah very hard and a lot of the the smaller craftsmen and karigars they just like packed up and went back to the village because they were but just but even the bigger designers right because i feel like who's now going to spend lakhs of rupees on lehengas when there's like this tight like liquidity crunch exactly and i also feel that you know a large um population of the women who shop uh luxury items and or even exhibitions which are like such a huge um you know retail Sales avenue yeah yeah um uh, you know part of retail in the country they are just not receiving even 50% of footfall that they used to because women had you know uh, cash lying in their cupboards you know that they would get from their husbands and they would just spend it without you know being answerable to anyone like right. now women are coming and they're saying oh i don't want to swipe my card for too much money because my husband's going to get an sms yeah you know oh really yeah that's happened that's happened wow. that's happened like i've had give us some other funny customer experience <laughs> that you had i'm sure you had a few nut cases to deal with oh tell God, us something funny tons of nut cases uh, are you talking about like related anything, to anything anything leave oh. it up to you anything anything there's honestly so many i don't even know like where to begin or what to say have people come back to you after buying your jewelry using it and then try to return it no not often that doesn't happen no? very often okay. with us people don't really come to return things ever oh great which That's is great yeah I, i'm so glad you asked that question <laughs> because i'm just realizing i'm like oh hey <laughs> that's cool there was this um there was this lady who um who came to me saying so this is when when people would come and request me to do something um custom made for them 
and um, I stopped doing it fairly for this reason. So I had many like you know meetings with this with this lady like for the custom made stuff that she wanted and etc etc. And then she gave she and then she comes to me and she says, okay no but I want you to like look at this picture and 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 make the exact thing and I was like I'm sorry we just don't like do that we don't plagiarize we don't copy oh my god she wanted you to like plagiarize yeah she wanted me to plagiarize <laughs> an and Indian I, designer or an international designer <laughs> I don't know it was some random <laughs> ugly Chinese crap and I was like are you kidding me <laughs> well I'm glad you took a stand for that Nitya and on that and I was note, like why are you telling me this after you <laughs> wasted so much of my time like why don't you just come to me the first day and be like hey and can you make this for me I'd be like no I'm sorry I can't do it I don't do, do that yeah and a lot of the times they they will um, oh there was this one lady who saw something online of ours and it was uh, and she was like oh I want five of these I made her the exact same piece in five different colors she wanted to give them to her her sisters or whatever her sister-in-laws and uh so she comes to the store to be, and usually I take an advance, but she was in another city and everything. So, and we weren't online then. So I was like, okay, never mind. And you come and you pick it up. And I made it for her, um, you know, um, with it as an exception. And uh, she comes to pick it up. She's like, oh, this is not what I wanted. Oh my God. And I was like, excuse me, you, uh, you came with. So came how with, do you deal with that? Did you give it to her? Came with a picture you- reference of our product from you know the internet that you saw and you wanted us to make the same piece for you in different colors and now you're telling me this is not what you wanted and she was like i don't know like sometimes they just say like the most bizarre things and like you're just in shock like are you really saying that like are you kidding me i was like you know what and i'm very very like we have a very simple policy customers king for me so If you say I'm wrong, okay, I'm wrong. You take your money oh, that's back. That's a nice mantra to have. Yeah, I, I'm, I have no problems selling my jewelry. I have no problems like taking things back. I even tell people, look, you know, if they are not sure whether they'll be able to carry off a piece, I'll say, you know what? Why don't you wear it and see how you enjoy wearing it? If you don't enjoy wearing it, you, I'll buy it back from you. Oh, no wow. problem. Okay. Nice. And we have a lifetime policy of like, if anything ever comes, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all handmade. It's all, you know, it's not not unbreakable. You know, it can break, it can fall, like things can happen to it. But even after five or 10 or 15 years, if you have a problem with your piece or you need to get repolished, we come and we do it for you. Wow, that's amazing, Nitya. That's superb to hear. Let's take our first break on that note and we'll be right back with some super trends and tips and tricks for our listeners. Cool. And we're back with Nitya Arora from Valia. Nitya, are you ready to answer our questions? Can you tell me two big trends that you're loving this season? I'm really big on colors. Okay. I, I obsess over colors all the time. So... For me, pink, like this dusty, or I would even say the Gucci pink. I would call it the Gucci pink. I'm obsessed with pink right now. Um, It's a light retro Wes Anderson pink, you can call it. So yeah, I think that I'm just using that everywhere because when I get obsessed with a color or something, you know, I take it all the way. Yeah, I take it all the way. I'm just using it (laughs) all the time, like for everything. Nice. And your second trend? Um, Metallic. I think really, I th- super in right now yeah 
like and they me. work with jewelry perfectly so yeah, i mean jewelry is all about metal but um yeah super like metallic like a mix of metals you know you can do gold silver gun metal all mixed together in like one wow, piece wow sounds super funky um yeah glossy nice. shiny a lot of shine hmm. yeah so tell us a fashion faux pas that you might have made or seen recently uh <laughs> <laughs> are you laughing because you know a lot yeah there's like so there's a lot of i mean I have uh, a tendency to be really like blunt about things so I'm just trying to be a little more No no please be uh, blunt <laughs> but um I think a badly done lip job is like really it's bad. really bad it's really bad because how do you change that right of course you can change it but it's irreversible it's reversible it's not irreversible but it's not it's not it's just that everyone has seen you with this bad lip job Yeah, and I mean, it's what I think. Like, just that's the worst yeah, thing you can is. do. I do would yourself. agree with you. Okay, so give our listeners some tricks on how to make old jewelry more relatable to uh, the present times. Like, just like tell us like a couple of fun things that you can do with. I mean, if you have a broken, like, so a lot of the times people have broken earrings or they're missing one pair, like one pair fell somewhere and the other ones still around somewhere, hanging around <laughs> in your drawer. Um, you know, you simply just bend the stick, okay, uh, at the back, to f- so that it forms like a small loop, okay, and you string it into a chain and you make it a pendant or a string it oh, in a black cord. Uh, you know, make it a pendant or you can like stick a safety pin uh, in the loop and like. where it is a brooch i think that trick always works very well um and if you have like old uh something really o- old looking or something that's tarnished and everything you need to a lot of people say oh my god this gone black and i can't wear it but you have to understand you know it's jewelry it's it's made by humans um and if you age when you are made by god yeah even jewelry will age that's so, so true so it has its own charm when you age it, you know when anything so you ages, say just like rock wine. it just rock it with that with all that blackness on it or yeah, repolish it you should know i believe like i sometimes i wait for pieces to like age you know i'm just like come on already you know so it because i think that they just have a charm and i've always always gone back to older pieces that i possibly have or randomly land up like finding or if i see someone wearing a piece that i made uh you know like 8 years ago i call it vintage valiya because it actually looks vintage and it looks i'm just like oh my god i made that i can't believe i made that that's so nice yeah you know oh wow i, I always find like older pieces i also feel like obviously old designs are eternal and they're elegant and they'll never go out of style and you can always rock them no matter what and with valiya jewelry with valiya not with all not with all jewelry just valiya okay That's mm. a great note to end this segment and jump mm. right into our rapid fire. Okay. Are you ready, Nitya? Oh you have to God. be really quick. I am not quick. Uh, you have to be now. I I always tell everyone, please understand that I do things thirty seconds slower than the average human being. Okay, now you need to be on <laughs> on the ball. <laughs> okay, cool. your favorite runway show. Uh, I would say um, Galliano for Dior. Okay, all his runway shows were just mind blowing. Fabulous, your style icon. My my grandmother. 
and I would say, um, you know, all the Maharajas and Maharani's from India, um, Maharaja Patiala and Gwalia, and just when I go through books and I see Indian royalty, I'm just like, those are the true style icons of the world. Yeah. Which celebrity would you like to dress who you haven't already? I would like to dress Beyonce or Rihanna or uh, Lady Gaga. Wow, can't wait to see that happen. Yeah. Your favorite piece of jewelry? My favorite piece of jewelry. Um, that's a really a tricky one, but it would definitely have to be um, some like a family heirloom. It's you know my from my grandmother to my mother yeah. to me. It's like a, a best thing about your job. The best thing about my job is I'm the boss. Okay. <laughs> What's your career goal? Um. My career goal is to have a design house that designs everything from homes and interiors to clothing to, um, you know, jewelry and, uh, yeah, and uh, bags and everything to design everything that I love. Nice. What keeps you motivated? What keeps me motivated? Um, I think that if I don't if I don't create or if I don't, the, the I think the joy of creating or the happiness of creating and the excitement that you feel, I don't think that any amount of, um, you know, money or like fame or anything can ever replace that. replace that. I think it's just the joy of creating something that didn't exist and something beautiful is just what keeps me going and motivated. Quirkiest outfit you own? <laughs> quirkiest outfit I own um, I own a lot of quirky things but I think it would be I own a lot of like grandma chic, like old vintage dresses <laughs> yeah yeah I think they're quite quirky with like frills and yeah, bows yeah, yeah. are you serious? yeah I own petted point uh, I own like <laughs> A lot of grandma shit. I need to see your closet. <laughs> what does no one know about you? I wanted to be an actress. Really? Like a yeah. Bollywood hardcore? Yeah, hardcore. Like, but like, uh, my uncle was like, but you'll have to do liposuction. So. Oh, oh. And I was really young then, uh -huh. so I was just like, oh God, no way. Like, <laughs> I can't do this. Um, but yeah, I won many awards in, in acting at school and at um, in college. I was always on stage and, oh, you nice. know. You're a performer. Yeah. Your favorite look, glam diva or casual chic? Over the top. OTT. So kind always. of like glam diva, I guess. More so on that, yeah. on those lines. I, I I'm comp I have like multiple personality disorder so <laughs> sometimes I'll be extremely minimal and sometimes I'll just be like over the top but most mostly over the top so I think I'm diva okay and finally what yeah. makes you smile uh, <laughs> really silly things but I think nature and trees and old people what? Really? I love old people. <laughs> I think they're just so adorable because when they grow old, they become like little children. Yeah, that's true. And I think they're just the sweetest. And I, I, my boyfriend makes fun of me. They th he thinks I talk to trees <laughs> because I just love trees. 
and the ocean. Oh my God, Nitya, you're hilarious, yeah. and this was so much fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in and talking to us, and uh, hope to see your designs and Beyonce and Lady Gaga, and we'll be cheering for you. Yeah, you better be hoping and of praying. Of course, we will, and I'm soon. sure it will happen in the future. And thank you so much again. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Not at all. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. You can stay in touch with us before you catch us next week on Facebook at Stylogram Official and on Instagram at Stylogram underscore Official. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud or any other podcast app. You can also catch us on YouTube on Indusbox Media. See you soon.